I mean, at this point, at this point, what am I supposed to do, 12 Cal? What am I supposed to do? They actually listened to me this time and they ran the ball again. <sighs> that was a tough loss for one reason, one reason only. That was arguably a top two, top three team in the league. We played in a away game in one of the most hostile stadiums um, in NFL history, pretty much. You know what I mean? You got them, you got the Seahawks, got a tough place to play in, Foxborough in, in, in the wintertime. But numerous players, uh, current and past, have said playing in that goddamn Chiefs uh, stadium is is treacherous for the away uh, team. Yo, we hopped out on them early, 17-0. And I already knew they were going to make a comeback. I mean, Pat Mahomes is just something different. He's something special. Uh, I think he takes over the throne once Brady and them are officially gone. I'm not saying that he's not near or anything like, or he's not there yet. It's just that you still got Aaron Rodgers and you still got Brady playing. They, they asses don't want to leave. It's about time for at least one of them to get up out of there. We already know who that is. But Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, just, just to name a few, will be at the cream of the crop when it comes to the quarterbacks. So we know when it comes to them, we, there's no time to just relax. We didn't keep our foot on their necks, but I also appreciate what Derek Carr did. He stepped up in the second half in certain moments. Um, but he also, to me, he also played a little scared. He played a little scared to where there was a play where he could have ran and got a first down. Uh, and instead he kind of like threw it to, he threw it to Jacobs and he could have picked up the first down where Jacobs came close to picking up the first down. Now I understood why he did it because he felt like Jacobs had more of a, uh, of a chance to gain more yardage in the open field than him. But the goal was to get a first down and we didn't, uh, controversy calls the refs still continue to be on some weird shit. Maybe they need to reevaluate a lot of things. Uh, my quarterback was in the mix of this because there was a strip sack um, by Kansas City, and it was a strip sack. It was a fumble uh, recovery, um, but they called they called unnecessary roughness, which I don't understand how that happens if that occurred after the fumble. Um. They got to fix that. Even though it was for my team, they still got to fix that. The other one was the Devontae Adams catch where he had two feet in bounds before he went out. But they say he didn't control. Well, they say he didn't have full control of the rock. I'm kind of confused because. Well, not 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 this. I know the difference, because when you are hit out of bounds and you catch the ball, if you catch the ball out of bounds, but you came down inside of uh, the field, you still have to maintain uh, the rock, but it can't, the ball can't move. I don't know. It, it, was, it was a 50-50, you know what I'm saying? I felt like there was a catch, and that would have ended probably, the game would have been different. Obviously, you could still miss the field goal attempt, but we would definitely be in closer in field goal range. Um, we set up a fourth and one where... They ran a, which I thought was a good play call. I know we would have been fishing for an, uh, uh, a pass interference. Um, but Winfro actually ran into Devontae Adams. And then when they played it back, um, Aikman actually broke it down. 
And even though Devontae Adams, who was frustrated, pushed down the cameraman and everything walking out of the stadium, um, I understood the frustration. But when Aikman broke it down, that was kind of, and I wouldn't necessarily say it was on Adams, but Adams got jammed at the line, which rarely happens. But And Renfro just actually ran his route. So I don't know if the frustration was because we keep losing these close games. We lost a game that we could have won. Uh, and that's been the narrative all season. Or if he was actually mad at Winfro, which he I don't think he should be because Winfro, like I said, Winfro ran his route correctly. And Devontae Adams actually got there late, which I think he must have been, he should he must have been the um he must have ran, what's that, a nine route or a streak? You know what I mean? Um I don't know. I don't know, but sitting at one and four, like, yo, the Jets got a better record. The Giants got a better record. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're talking about right now. Um, and we lost by one goddamn point because we wanted to go for two. I'm not, I'm actually not mad at that. You're only dumb if you don't convert it. You know what I mean? And even then, it would have put a lot of weight on the defense, which I don't care. I would have preferred that because we would have been up. We're winning. You know what I mean? So, I'm not mad at the uh, at the selection. I like it. You know what I mean. Uh, instead of playing it safe, because we went down, we went for it on a couple of fourth downs. You know, we're trying to win. These are our rivals, and we know that. Um, I rather I rather put it on our defense. Uh, you know, to win the game than to try to uh, save a tie. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's just what it is. It was it was it was heartbreaking. It was and it was only heartbreaking because we came out swinging. We came out swinging. I'm going to just say this. My boy J.O. said it best. We should have traded Waller when we had the chance instead of giving him that contract because right now it looks like he's still in money, even before the injury. You know, So now we're talking about a hamstring, hamstring injury, and we know that's going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a while. And he was supposed to be a compliment to Adams to where we don't have to force the ball to him. And, and Adams was a compliment to Jacobs to where we ain't got to force the ball to him. And it's just, mm, it's not looking good. I ain't going to say it's not looking good. It's, it's That what separates a, a, a great team from a good team from a bad team is that when you are in these situations, you got you to gotta capitalize. You know what I'm saying? This is what puts you with the upper echelon teams. And we're just not there. We're not there yet. Um, but, you know, in general, we had um, we had a good Sunday. We had a good Sunday of football. One thing I wanted to point out, though, uh, getting back to the rough and the passer, Brady got hit, and he got swung very similar to what Tua, uh, what happened to Tua in that Cincinnati game, and he got upset, kicking and shit at the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think, and they, you could tell the NFL is reacting off of what happened to Tua. They're scared. Teddy Bridgewater got taken out. Anybody that's got hit with a concussion has been taken out. You know what I mean? They're not playing around because they can see, you know, and we don't even know when Tua is coming back because Winfro got, he was out for a game um, when it came to the concussion. You know, he got his concussion in the, in the Cardinals game, um, and he was out for the Denver game. And now, you know, he, he came back. Um, they're playing this tight. And they're not trying to take any chances. And I don't blame them. But at the same time, I don't see how Brady can get upset at that. I mean, I think that's just being an older guy 
um, just an older guy being upset at the situation. Like, I understand that he could have got concussed or something like that, but that was just a regular hit. Even even Tua's uh, hit, well, that was regular. That was regular. He just happened to hit his head, and it didn't help that he had a concussion uh, four games, or not even four games, four days prior to that game, because that was a Thursday night game, um, and he had a game on Sunday or something like that. It was only four days apart. Um yeah, the NFL is definitely going to have to do something about that. And I'm not sure what they're going to do. Because at this point, like I said, you're going to have to just get close to the quarterback and just shout out bang, bang. And it's going to have to go down. You know, at this point, he's going to play flag football. Um, but, you know, it's been an ongoing thing since shit. Uh, who knows when, you know. Um, Junior Seah, we could say. And uh, what about all the other players that went undiagnosed with CTE and things like that? So, I don't know, but shout out to my Raiders, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm frustrated, but I'm not upset. You know what I'm saying? They're showing that they can hang in there. They, they, they just got to clean up a lot of shit. They got to clean up a lot of shit in certain moments. Our pass defense is still bad. You know, it has its moments, but Jesus Christ, man. We got to get some DBs out there. We got to get a, and Chandler Jones actually uh, showed up. He put a lot of pressure on Mahomes, and that's what helps. You know, Mad Max had two sacks, and that's what we need. And that's how you ultimately can win a game is if you get some push on that line and you disturb the quarterback, who's a phenomenal quarterback who can throw off the run. But I'd rather him throw off the run than him to sit in the pocket and pick us apart. Hopefully we'll figure it out, turn it around this season. Let's get back to some more football drama, though. Deion Sanders versus Swag. If he ain't Swag, what is Swag? What is Swag? Here's the thing. When I seen the footage of Dion and um, Alabama State coach Robinson, um, well, actually, when I seen the press con, when I seen the the post game uh, conference, I understood what he was saying that Dion wasn't swag. Here's the thing. Where I'm from, you know, we're, I, we don't we don't have the history of a HBCU like. these southern states right um and you know you have to be around a certain people to to know that history or to be really into it you know obviously my history with hbcus visiting howard as an adult watching uh hillman which is not a real college but that's that's my history with black colleges you know what i mean and then it wasn't spoke about in depth to me in high school and middle school and stuff like that. We used to see it. Don't get me wrong. They had representation, but it wasn't, it's still how it is today. Like this is probably the biggest, uh, um, I want to say coverage of HBCUs within the past couple of years. You know what I mean? Um, but back in the nineties, no, not so much. I, I think we, if anything, we knew that they was partying, but everybody was partying. Right. Um, I still understood what he meant by that. And from that footage, and obviously I've seen it from both angles. I've seen it from both sides. So Dion, the, the shit that he, and that at this point, it's just being a, like a petty fest. And he's showing, um, he showed the content where he walked through their whole entire stadium. And he said, from what he said, I'm not sure if this is accurate or not. This is coming from Dion's camp, is that he does this every game. Uh, whether it's home or away, he will walk through the the stadium and then walk to his sideline. 
Well, knowing certain people, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that the coaches met up before the game. Well, I mean, I ain't going to say I didn't know, but I just didn't know that it was a thing, right? Because obviously before the kickoff, you would see some of the coaches talking to each other, some of the players talking to each other and things like that. And I've mostly seen that in the pros. In college, not so much, but I didn't know that the coaches met up at the 50-yard line or at the 50 to talk and things like that. And from what was said, there was none of that. There was none of that. And and basically, Alabama State is like, yo, no, we wasn't cool before the game. I'm not about to act like we cool after the game. Not so much being salty about the loss, but being salty about how you acted before, during, and after. Now, the... The L that Alabama State took wasn't bad at all. I mean, what was it, twenty six to twelve? That's not a that's not a blowout or anything like that. Um, you're you know you you're a touch you that's two possessions right there. That's two possessions right there. Uh, they could have easily won that game. I think the problem comes in is when they said the backup quarterback came in and still tried to score, take the knee, be respectful. Um, the other thing was there was no type of chemistry built before the game. That's another thing. Um, and then how you're perceived. So I understand. And here's the thing. I love pettiness when it comes to sports. So him walking around and stuff like that, but it seems like the beef or the rival is not genuine. You know what I mean? Like if you really, unless he's trying to build that, like why would you want to be the one hated guy who was supposed to bring light to HBCUs, why would you want to be the one guy hated throughout the whole, you know, not just your particular conference, but throughout the HBCUs uh, environment? You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, it's, I, I can't really speak much on it. I can't speak for either side. You know what I mean? It's just what we seen was unfortunate. Um, but I can definitely say, again, I'm all for the pettiness. I'm all through walking through the other team and stuff like that. But as a head coach, that's kind of different. He posted the, you know, some players cursing at him and things like that. But it's like he never really talked about how it is disrespectful to walk through somebody's sideline like that. You know what I mean? Like, how come you can't just walk straight to your sideline? Why do you have to walk through my whole uh, stadium and through my sideline to get to yours, right? So I could totally get that because after UCLA, I seen both of these teams. We played against, uh, we played against Alabama State in South Alabama this year. UCLA, I'm talking about, and you know, Chip Kelly didn't run through Alabama State side or anything like that. Um, you know, neither did they. You know, and we gave them the spotlight when they came to. When they when they came down to Westwood, I mean, well, Pasadena, we gave them the spotlight. We allowed them to perform at halftime with their band, and that was just it. You know, when uh, I'm pretty sure there was some yapping amongst the players and stuff like that. That's just what it is. But I don't, I don't think there was any type of disrespect coming from the coaches or anything like that. So that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, that's ugly. I hope things iron out. But it seems like right now it's bad blood between those two. Um, what's next? Let's get to some basketball before we get up out of here. Did y'all see AD drop twenty six points in nineteen minutes in uh, the uh, preseason game? That I don't really care about. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I don't really care about that. I mean, we know what you could do when you're healthy. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't really care about that. But I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, but what I'm going to end with is Draymond punches Jordan Poole. Now, let me just say this. I liked it. I didn't like the fact that a teammate was uh, was fighting against a teammate. I didn't like the fact that somebody got socked. I liked the fact that there was a message sent, right? There, and there has been rumors saying that Jordan Poole has been feeling himself because he's been playing himself to a hefty bag. You know what I'm saying? He can, he, he, will, he will be able to go to a team that can pay him much more than Golden State, maybe, or he's going to get that bag with Golden State. And he's been walking around like his shit don't stink. Now, if those rumors are true, then I could definitely understand where that punch came from. Here is where the debate comes in at. I haven't seen a split online, but I have seen certain people say that they didn't like it. And some people just don't like Draymond. Let's just put that out there. I don't, there's no, I don't have a love-hate relationship with Draymond at all. I actually think he's a dope player and so on and so on. I don't have anything negative to say about him at all. Uh, and I'm not sure why other people uh, dislike him, but maybe it's because of he talks and doesn't produce enough for them. I guess so. Um, doesn't really bother me. He plays his part. He plays it well. As far as the sock, I've seen some some people say that he was corny for that. He's a punk for that. Why would you sock somebody smaller? Like when they start going to, uh, he's smaller than. Um, well, he's bigger than Jordan Poole. Why is he picking on Jordan Poole and shit like that? That's when I clocked out. I don't care who's bigger than who or whatever. They both men at the end of the day. I don't care. Nothing about that. Because by him being a smaller man, if he did knock out Draymond, then he would be getting all the praise in the world. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not even trying to hear all that bullshit. But the fact that people have a problem with what happened, it baffles me because it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of hypocrisy there. And what I mean by that is, hey, y'all goats did the same thing. And I'm not just talking about... The overzealous uh, MJ fans. No, I'm talking about all these cats. We seen Cap get into fights. You know what I'm saying? We know there was some turmoil between him and Magic because he didn't like the his lifestyle or whatever, things like that. He didn't think he was going to get the rock like that coming in. Kobe and Shaq, they fought or whatever. Shaq is still telling the story. You can tell it on Drink Champs. Odin Polonese said it was a pickup game where they was about to get into a fight, and he caught some of that punch. Not trying to hear none of that. They're not trying to. We seen Kobe walk out of practice. We seen Coach, uh, Kobe, um, Punk. Uh, who was it? Uh, Vuya. Uh, I can't even think of my boy name. The Machine. We called him the Machine though. Sasha, is it Sasha Vujacic? Yeah, I think so. Anyhow, we've seen this. We've heard of this. Hell, Spreewell choked his goddamn coach or whatever. Don't do that, kids. Don't do that. But I don't want to hear this hypocrisy, dog. Teammates fight. Teammates been fighting, okay? Teammates fought in, in, in middle school, high school. They fought. If they didn't fight against the other team, they fought against themselves. We see this shit every year in football and training camp, especially when they do the scrimmages against themselves and against other teams. We see it all the time. It's testosterone. It's buildup. So I don't want to hear in this in this simple, soft-ass society about, and nobody cares about that goddamn role model. Don't be a role model. Stop, stop trying to be the perfect role model. That's what got these kids' heads fucked up in the first place is that they think the image that they're trying to trying to copy is not real because you're trying to force them to be perfect, and nobody in this world is perfect, and Draymond showed that. And it's one of those things where, dog, you probably just had to be there. For 
I look at I look at details. Nobody tried to break up that thing before it escalated. Nobody. And I'm not saying everybody felt the same way or everybody was cool with what happened. But it's like this ain't nothing new to us, and that's just between them two. If it was had been a, if it would have been Curry or if it would have been Clay, they would have been broke that shit up. They would have been stopped that. They probably would have separated them before Draymond would have got within five feet of them. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm okay for niggas to get socked up. What I'm saying is this shit happens. It just happens to be recorded. And everybody making a big deal out of it. it in all honesty, I'm going to tie it into some of these celebrities that we see being killed on camera. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't see this shit on camera, it wouldn't be as traumatic as, as, as we think it is. It would still be hurtful. It would be painful. You know what I'm saying? Pure sadness to hear that one of these rappers or one of these... I, I don't, I don't see too many R and B artists passing, but y'all get it. An uh, athlete or a celebrity passing away, you just get the details, right? But then when you see the shit on camera, it makes it ten, twenty, thirty times more horrific, you know. And Draymond has punched himself into a future boxing career because that jab, Jesus Christ, and he kept him up. He slapped him. Jordan Poole was concussed for a little bit. He still came out and played good against my Lakers. But, (laughs) my God, (laughs) my God, that was a hell of a punch. I'm not saying that he deserved it. I'm saying it must have been a reason. That's all I'm saying. And if you're going to penalize Draymond, go ahead or whatever. But make sure to go around the table. I'm not saying that the penalty or the consequences should be equal. But come on, man. I'm going to say this. Out of all the years that Draymond has been into the league, He's gotten into a couple of scuffles and, and things like that. Hell, him and KD has gotten into it and stuff like it wasn't no punches thrown at KD. Now I'm not saying that he was scared of KD or anything like that, but I don't think KD would want to get it to that get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Now, my personal opinion, without having any facts behind it, I can see Jordan Poole talking spicy like that. That's a new generation. They talk spicy. Them niggas can hoop, and he can hoop very well. I called him the X, the X Factor for the finals as well as other people, and he took that to the head. My my hypothesis is that he was talking big shit, and if the, uh, the, the, uh, the content that was released about who was saying what, don't know if that's true or not, so don't quote me on it. But if that is true, I can see why he got punched. I could definitely see why he got punched. Now, a lot of people can come out here and say, he, he he's the veteran now, so you should know how to contain yourself. I'm not trying to hear that bullshit. You niggas is capping for the internet. I'm not trying to hear. If you don't like Draymond, that's one thing. I can totally understand where you're coming from because you just don't like him. But niggas being on this high and mighty shit, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And I would be, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of Draymond before they got rid of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is a much better player than Draymond right now. Now, does he mean more to the team than Draymond? <sighs> I would say yes. He's 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 much more offensive uh, power, but Draymond is still the engine of that team. You know what I'm saying? Who's 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 to say what that team looks like with um, without Draymond? We we have yet to see. You know what I mean? But I do know that both of them are valuable to the team. Draymond has been valuable to the team much longer than Jordan Poole, uh, but it's an age different, it's a game different, it's a position different, it's a role different. So, again, I'm not about to sit up here and act like PC 
for everybody. His ass got socked. His ass must have said something that 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 um, made um, Draymond feel a certain way, and Draymond couldn't contain himself and socked his ass. That happens. It happens in practice all the time. It happens in uh, training camp all the time. This shit is just not on camera. That's all it is. The Ray Rice incident. When we first heard about the Ray Rice incident, none of y'all niggas really care about that until y'all seen her get knocked out in that elevator. And that's a fact. Was it right? Hell no. That was absolutely wrong and deserved his punishment. But that punishment wouldn't have been anything until uh, that goddamn footage was shown. Because guess what? A damn kicker got away with domestic violence for so long. You know what I'm saying? And that's a fact. So stop capping, man. Just know that some niggas just be talking too much. Understand that. The younger generation is talking that shit too much. They forget about the older generation. And the older generation put their ass in check. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. I can't wait to hear Draymond talk about it. Outside of that, the gym is now open. Basketball has fully returned. Oh, we're going to get to it. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to it. Shout out to Pat Bev, man. Open run with BTG.